Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? Uh, to me, Christmas is a time of giving and family. Um, it's a time where many college students particularly can go back to home and just have a week full of love and laughter with their family. Um, it's just like a time of family and giving and just being around a lot of people and happy. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hey guys, welcome to the first official Christmas countdown episode. We're actually going to start talking about the Christmas story today. And it is me, Ella, today, your favorite host of the Not Me But You podcast, obviously. Um, And I will be talking about prophecy today. I had a lot of fun getting ready for this episode and researching it and stuff. I've been like geeking out. I just find it so fascinating. And I hope all of you are excited about it too by the time this episode is over because it is so fascinating to me that 600 years before Jesus was even born, the prophets were prophesying his birth and they didn't know exactly what would happen. They were just writing down what God told them and saying what God told them. And then Jesus's birth actually happened and everything lined up perfectly. There is no coincidences here. Jesus wasn't just some good guy. He is God and his birth really is a miracle. It was all planned out perfectly. Anyways, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but here we go. The kind of foundation or I shouldn't say foundation, more of the centerpiece of all Christmas prophecies is Isaiah 9 verse 6. And this says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so before we really start breaking down this verse, I just want to talk about how in the beginning it says, unto us a child is born. And when it says us, this does not necessarily mean the entire world. Yes, Jesus was born, lived, and died for every single human being, but you don't get all the things in this prophecy the the savior, the hope, the peace, the eternal life, the wise counsel, these things that are prophesied unless you repent of your sins and trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation, give your life back over to God who it really belongs to. That's the us that the verse is really talking about is us Christians who have done that, who have taken that step of faith and who trust in Jesus with our lives. So That's the first little thing I want to put out there, but now I'm actually going to get into breaking down this verse a little bit because you'll see, even though it seems like a pretty basic verse, there are layers and layers of information and theology just in this one verse, and there's so much more in all the other verses, but we will get to that later. So, Isaiah 9 verse 6, 
it starts out, a child will be born unto us. And so we already talked about it a little bit, but part of this statement is about Christ's humanity. Jesus was the son of man. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He started out as an infant like all of us. So like a man, he felt everything that we feel. He hurt like we hurt. He wept like we weep. And in his death, he even felt the weight of all of our sin. So moving on to the next part of the verse, a son will be given to us. This next part is talking about not only is Jesus the son of man, he is the son of God. So Jesus was given to us. And so this kind of shows our Savior's pre-existence before coming into the world. Jesus existed before his birth. He came as God in a human body to conquer sin and death forever. And then finally, the last part of this verse I want to talk about is when it says the government will rest on his shoulders. And so this is talking about how Jesus is the king of kings. This verse looks beyond the very first Christmas when Jesus was born. It looks beyond the our present season of Christmas we're living in right now. It looks to a future when Christ will reign over a literal earthly kingdom that encompasses all the kingdoms and all the governments of the world. However, if you didn't know this, Jesus Christ is actually coming back to earth someday. And this is when basically the world that we know right now will end. Um, we will all face judgment. It, a lot's going to go on. If you did not know this, I highly, highly recommend that you go listen to our end times podcast episode we've done before. I will link it down below. Even if you just have questions about it, definitely go listen to that. I will link some other End Times podcast episodes as well if you really want to learn more about it. Ours is pretty basic, doesn't go super deep, but it just gives you the information you need to know that Jesus Christ is coming back. But besides my point, getting back into it, what does this verse mean exactly for us today? I think it's really interesting and we should know that Jesus's government is currently kind of operating underground. This isn't, Jesus being king of kings isn't something that's just going to happen someday in the future, who knows when, but those of us who are Christians who put our hope and our trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, the Holy Spirit is living in our heart. That means God is living in your heart. And so Jesus's kingdom and his sovereign rule is already at work within our hearts for those of us who obey him and trust him as our Lord. That was just kind of going through Isaiah 9 through 9 verse 6 a little bit. It is a very deep verse, has lots and lots of layers. We could go in many different directions with it, but I just kind of wanted to talk about the main Christmas prophecy verse we hear about today. Let's also talk about some of the Old Testament prophecies that were filled at Christmas. Other than the fact that a Savior is going to come into the world, there's a lot of other things, specific details that were prophesied that happened at Jesus' birth, which lets us know that Jesus truly was the one who was prophesied in the Old Testament. One of these prophecies we see is a star and scepter came out of Israel. And this is in Numbers 24, 17 and Matthew 2, 1 through 2. We will write down all these verses and prophecies that I mention in the description. 
but I'm geeking out because I researched it and I went into my Bible and I read about it for myself and you're not going to be as crazy about it as I am unless you go and find it out for yourself as well and so I highly recommend you look up these verses it'll only take a second of your time Okay, so next Old Testament prophecy, Messiah was born of a virgin and called Emmanuel, Isaiah 7, 14, and Matthew 1, 18 through 25. And then Messiah was born in Bethlehem, Micah 5, 2, Matthew 2, 1 through 6, Luke 2, 1 through 7. Messiah descended from Jesse, aka David's father, Isaiah 11, 1 through 3, and Matthew 1, 7. 1, 1 through 17, and 3, verse 6. And then, finally, the Lord raised up a great prophet, Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 19, and John 7, verse 40. Okay, so those are just a few of the prophecies that we see in the Bible prophesying Jesus' birth. And so, I will leave those all down below. Go look them up. It's super interesting. I had a lot of fun looking it up, reading about it, um, but I want to end briefly here by talking about the promise of peace on earth we hear in some prophecy. So Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So the first part of this verse says, peace on earth. There has never been peace on earth. Let's talk about this promise of peace on earth here. Wars and problems and all sorts of issues have pretty much always been going on on this earth. Before Jesus was born, while he was born, after he was born, to this very day we live in, there is no, it doesn't seem like there's any peace on earth. We, all you have to do is click on the news and you, there's no question about it. So this announcement of peace on earth is kind of a two-pronged proclamation here. So number one, it declared the arrival of the only one who can bring lasting peace on earth, which obviously has not happened yet. You're like, Jesus was born. Why is there no peace on earth? Well, this is going to happen when he returns to the earth the second time when he brings about the final establishment of his earthly kingdom there will be lasting peace on earth. And then secondly, the other side of this proclamation here is that God's peace is available to all of us who trust in him for salvation and give our lives over to him. So those of us who are Christians, who have repented and believed in the gospel, we can have inner peace, peace in our heart, true and lasting peace that can only come from God. And so that's kind of the whole proclamation of peace on earth there in Luke 2.14 that I wanted to mention here at the end of this episode. But that is all I have for you guys on prophecy. Please go and look up some of these verses, research it, get into it yourself. I just think it's truly amazing how we can look back in the Old Testament and read all these things about our Messiah's birth, and then go into the New Testament, and there it is. It's actually happening. I thank you all for listening, and Addie will talk to all of you tomorrow. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.